Good morning. What up, Tyler? What is up? We got a an interesting day today. You know, first off, welcome to the X. We no longer have Twitter <laughs> or whatever is going on. We now use the platform X. We're not going to talk about that too much because I feel like it's a it, it gets into some weird touchiness for for some people. But we have another reason that today is special. We'll we'll kick off the day with that, and I leave you the responsibility of making the announcement. <laughs> friend of the pod probably family of the pod soon is it's his birthday um i probably should have had his uh actual age ready to go but 26 26 happy 26th birthday to aaron shunk uh just a good day when it's your birthday uh and it's an off day so you know that man's fly fishing somewhere um they are you said they're back in albuquerque so do you know where all the hot spots are the fly fishing Albuquerque is weird because there's there's one river in Albuquerque, the Rio Grande. Sometimes, I mean, it hasn't rained in like forever. Um, and so the water level sometimes is like a couple inches. Um, otherwise, I don't know really where any good lakes, rivers are in New Mexico. <laughs> like we are the opposite of Minnesota. They have, they're the land of lakes pretty much. There's there's a handful in, in New Mexico, but he's he's got it figured out. I'm sure there's some, but. Yeah, <laughs> of all how, the places how, in this in the country to fish, this is the worst one. <laughs> and he's but he's going to find a place to go. I know he had a, a piece out there. Somebody was talking. I think it was Jeff Kramer of the Albuquerque paper out there. He talked to him about fly fishing. So I'm sure Chunky Chunky Monkey's got some spot ready to go. Uh, if not, he's probably got a Wii ready, a Wii playing virtually or <laughs> an, probably an Oculus now. I'm showing my age again. Uh, but happy birthday, Shunky Monkey. Should he get a call-up? I mean, let's get right into the baseball road to Blake Street. We're in it. He's got to be. We have this huge list of who's up next type people. But Shunk has to be at the top of the position player list, right? I, I mean, I think so. I was glad that Coco, because Coco can play some shortstop. I'm glad he got the opportunity. But Aaron Shunk. Like he he's always had that going for him. He was a really high draft pick. I was when you when you look at it in retrospect, because Coco was called up and only played second base, really. Like I'm almost surprised that it wasn't Aaron Shunk. Um, and now you have Brendan Rogers coming back, and then you're gonna have Brendan Rogers, Ezekiel Tovar, and Ryan McMahon on the infield. So it makes it kind of tough for that 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 infield group. And there's not going to be an easy roster spot to create, but we all know Aaron Shunk deserves to be up at some point. Yeah. I'm trying to find the video because dude, man made a incredible catch against the tarp, against the netting. The oh other yeah. It was a little bit Nolan and San Francisco esque. Yeah. He just kind of, and in a way, like, you know, Jeter, we, we all know the Jeter jump into the crowd play where he, he just didn't care about his body so much. It was, a, I'm going to risk it all for this. And maybe Mike can find it later. It was, it was, it was fantastic and it should be shown. So I'll try to get Mike on it um, and we'll show it throughout. If you're listening live on the YouTube, we had a general schedule, but now life is starting to catch up to all of us where our schedule is all over the place. Uh, the summer's ending, which means I'm getting my family vacations in. Tyler's getting his vacations in, and then school's gonna hit, and then you might see us. <laughs> we have no idea what happens <laughs> when school hits and what this looks like. But we're here Monday morning, giving you the road to Blake Street. We're going classic with it. We're done with the draft. 
almost. So you got one little taste here. <laughs> Tyler wants to give you a little something something for the 2024 draft before he closes his book on his favorite time of the year. Um, and then we're going to get into our players of the week, um, possible DSL to the affiliates, or who's up next. So a little rundown there of what to expect over these next like 30 or so minutes. Um, so Tyler, put the ribbon on the package, close it up. What do we have to expect in 2024? Yeah, so we just saw a, a good draft class this year. A lot of guys added. You look towards 2024. And don't worry, I'm not going to be listing off names, everybody. This is not going to become a dull sesh. It's more about just the idea in general, what this draft is going to bring. We all know where the Rockies stand right now. It's It has not been a good year. They're third in term. When you look at the reverse standings in Major League Baseball, they are only behind the Athletics and the Kansas City Royals. They're neck and neck with the Washington Nationals, except it doesn't matter where the Nationals stand because they – I forget how the new CBA affects this, but the Nationals are not eligible for a top 10 pick this year because they have picked inside the top 10. I think they might be one of the teams that doesn't get revenue sharing money. And so for them, I think it's if you're in the top 10 two years in a row, you can't be in it a third year in a row. So the Nationals are not a threat to the Rockies. The Rockies right now, they're again sitting in that third spot. All the top three spots have the same odds for the number one overall pick, 16.5%. You know, there's always a chance you could drop out. You can, you know, move down to four or five or six. But as of right now, it looks like the Rockies are going to have a top three selection in the 2024 draft. And this is a, a class that I am stoked for. I think there's so much to sort out. There's so many really good players. And it's kind of like, well, who really is like the top prospect or the top three prospects? It's kind of unclear right now, but the real kicker here, there's the competitive balance round in the draft. There's competitive balance round A, which is right after the first round. It is, you know, pick 32. Uh, there's usually a couple comp picks, but, you know, pick 32 is usually where you see the comp round start. And that's just to help the teams that don't make as much money. It helps them stay balanced. A literally competitive balance round. The Rockies are going to be in that that grouping this year. They switch off every year, A to B. So in round A, that's like pick 32 to 40. The Rockies are going to have a pick there. If the Rockies are also in the top three again, they're going to have a pick inside the top 50 for their second round pick. So they're going to have three picks in the top 50. It is going to be a record bonus pool in terms of the money they have available to spend on players. There's some chance for a franchise-altering draft, and I know that that just sounds overly optimistic. <laughs> it is it is the truth. You have a ton of talent at the top of this draft, and when you have all the money to play around with, you can do a lot of interesting things. You know, we've seen in the past, I think it was like probably 2016 or 2017, I think more 16, 2016. They were drafting a lot of high school guys in the past. You know, there were those drafts. They drafted Forrest Wall, Tyler Nevin, I mean, and those guys didn't pan out for the Rockies, although I think today their draft in, in development pipeline actually has been OK. They they scout guys well. You know, they're not taking as big of risks. And if they have all these resources and these three top 50 picks, it's I think there's something they can really make out of this and ter- take their farm system to be one of the best in baseball, uh, something that can supplement a, a competitive window that opens in the in the later 2020s. So a long spiel. I think that's where we're headed, and, and it's a little bit exciting. 
yeah, you saying record bonus pool is huge. And then the fact that the Rockies are fighting <laughs> to keep the bottom three. So they are in the <laughs> highest lottery of like the draft lottery is insane. I didn't I didn't know that's how that worked. I'm really excited about the draft lottery. I love it. I know we got screwed a little a few years ago. Uh, however, it's it's fun. Like, hey, we might lose 100 lo- games, but that gives us the best possible chance to get the first overall draft pick or be in the top three, like one through five are pretty much a toss up anyway. So if you can get be in that realm for everything, that's fantastic. So I love that preview. Just awesome. Yes. And here's a a funny thing. There's a website tankathon, which great name, especially given the topic, they have a bunch of, you know, for the NBA, they have this too. They have draft lottery simulators, which take in consideration the odds. I just hopped on the website. I hit Sim Lottery, and the Rockies ended up with the number one pick. And I, I promise I only hit the button once. The Rockies had the number one overall pick in this thing. So the odds of that are, are very likely. And if they can get the number one overall pick for the first time in franchise history, I, there's there's just some hope that is associated with having the top pick in the draft. <laughs> That's fun. I just hit it. Oh, I didn't share it. Oh, okay, so I'm going to do it live. I thought I had it going. So I share. This, this is, is my the first real one now. The Cardinals aren't getting it. This is the real yeah. That, one. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah. So just, that was just a practice round that nobody saw. Sim lottery. Here we go. Kansas City, Colorado stays third. All right. Kansas City moved up one. Oakland moved up one. So the top three goes pretty chalk. And that would be that would be like if they end up top three, like you're in the same boat. Like that'd be amazing. So I'm I'm already excited, and I think you know I don't know what next year holds in in my own life. But I'm hoping that next year's draft coverage is is even higher than up a notch than this year's was, you know, leading into it and and live. So it's going to be a fun time. Can Blake Street Bander get a media pass? I don't know. You might might have to talk to some of our connections and see how we can make yeah, that happen. We're going to be <laughs> at be, the draft. No. That'd be, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> we'll be at a draft, <laughs> whether it's the Major League Lacrosse draft or the Major League Baseball draft. Or Why my fantasy football draft yeah, in, in we, a couple of weeks here. We will be at a draft. Well, you can guarantee that. Um, Mike got back to me. I got Shunky Monkey, this catch here. Let's, yeah, let's run it. I don't know how he caught it. Yeah, because he had he hit the tarp before he caught the ball. That wasn't like a, yeah, you know, like, I, I'm just going to catch the ball and I don't care what happens. That was like I'm I have to run into the tarp to have a chance at this ball. Do it again. Some music this time. Wait, is there actually an Instagram page called Shunky Monkey Art? Is that is that a family member that runs that page? That's his dad. Dad makes oh, wow. some sweet okay. art. So if you remember, Shunk mentioned that his dad is an architect. Oh, my gosh. And so he's got these drawings that are pretty sick. So if you're listening, go find Shunky Monkey Art on Instagram. Um, it's Shunk's dad. He has a oh, heart. He, for, he has a Dunkin' Donuts oh. Park one in here somewhere. Let's see if I can find it. Looks like he's doing some cartoon work here. Let's get the yeah the official Shunk family comic though. Right? Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Mister Shunk? And it's time <sighs> to let's let's make Aaron a superhero. We can help write it if you need need some help. Um, and let's make Aaron a superhero in this. 
he can't seem to find the. He had a really cool Dunkin' Donuts Park One. Um, here's one of there's Sean. the beginning of the comic right there. 2020. So this was three years ago, five years ago. Yeah. So some skills, all in the family, different kind of skills. You can design buildings, you can hit bombs, whatever you want to do if you're a chunk. So pretty cool, pretty cool stuff there. Um, happy awesome. birthday, Aaron. Um, all right, enough about the chunk family. That was a fun aside, though. We we love getting our our off topic asides. Yeah, we're still gonna have Mike look and see if we can find that Hartford Goats one. But let's get into it. Players of the week. What? Who is your hitter of the week? I'm gonna let you go first while I try to get a banner going on the bottom. So I'm going Ryan, Mr. Ryan Ritter. I feel like I've I've had him as my hitter of the week a lot, um, at least like two or three times. And this was this was an interesting week because most of this production happened yesterday. Um, <laughs> six hits on the week. He ended up with a double, a triple, and a homer. And if I'm not mistaken, last night he had the double and the triple and another single. So he had half of his hits yesterday. Uh, he also had the no. He had the double, the triple, and the homer yesterday. Oh, and a lot. yeah, he 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 had four plate appearances, so he did not get that fifth shot at it. Um, you know, so I, I, to to go four for four is nuts. Uh, to go four for four with a cycle is even more nuts. But anyway, he had an eleven eighty two OPS on the week. Nothing you know insane when you consider it. Yeah, yesterday was the the majority of it, but it was a solid week for him. I do want to say we've seen some promotions recently. We saw, you know, Ritter, of course, Yankeel Fernandez, Jordan Beck, all three of those guys. I, I've just got to point out, we love to be positive, but all three of those guys have struggled a little bit with the strikeouts since their promotions. Uh, Ryan Ritter struck out in, I think, half of his plate appearances this week. Um, so these guys have got a learning curve. I think that's always to be expected when they're they're moving on up. But he's still managing to, to produce with the power. He's got a 79 WRC plus 404 slugging. So dude man Ritter is still hitting. And this was a week to, you know, maybe get his confidence running. Yeah. And if you're being able to do that, like your first week or two up from the next level at any time, it's a good thing. Strikeouts are going to happen. Pitching just gets better as you move up. So adjusting to that, but being able to hit with power and just be able to hit while doing that is awesome. Uh, just found out. Gavin Hollowell graduated off the top 30 prospect list. And your boy, Ryan Ritter, oh, is now wow. number 30 on the MLB.com's top 30 list. So, And they've got him with a, a 45 power grade. That is silly. Let's uh, let's get with the program. MLB. Yeah. Um, I think we are – I think this is it. I think this is who he is. So I don't know what his power was before, but it sounds like he, it's not 45. So awesome. Sweet. Aaron Schunk is 27. Also, I don't know if this was there before, but Aaron Schunk is listed as a third baseman and second baseman on the top 30 list, which is something to watch out for. Schunk played second base this week, as well as Ularis Montero playing third base this week. It was only one game. That's all I saw. But just something to watch out for as we go forward and watch that stuff there. Uh, my hitter of the week, I could have gone a few different ways with this. Jordan Beck had an outstanding week up in uh, Hartford. Had what I think seven hits, probably talk about later, but seven hits and three of them were home runs and three of them were doubles. So OPS was out saying, but the 10 strikeouts in that first week expected, but doesn't earn player of the week. Sorry, Jordan Beck, Mike Concho, just not in this house. But your mom's favorite player 
is my player of the week. Hunter Goodman is back on his on his BS. It's been a while. He had 20 games, 21 games between his home runs. In that time, he had 24 strikeouts, 12 walks, and a 588 OPS. We talked about it pretty much every single pod. Like Hunter is he's got the power, but he's on this cold streak right now. But what for whatever reason, Jordan Beck shows up and we got bombs for Beck, Goodman, Yankeel, Warming. I think Julio went yard. Uh, there's bomb central in Dunkin' Donuts Park this week. So Hunter decided to go even more than Jordan Beck with four home runs, six RBIs, seven hits total, one walk, and only six strikeouts in those about 25, roughly, give or take, uh, at bats. He's finding his power stroke, and it, whatever it was, it was against the New York Yankees, the Somerset Patriots affiliate. So there are some talent. There is some talent there, especially on the offensive side. That Yankee lineup, that Patriots lineup goes pretty deep, one through five. I, but Hunter, he's back. Your mom's favorite player is back. I don't know what it was. His stride is still giant. <laughs> he's still got that huge, <laughs> huge launch. But he hit dongs, seven hits, four home runs. So he is my hitter of the week. And I mean, he's going to be in that who's next segment. Like he hit that hot streak. We're getting close to the end of the season. There have to be some promotions and you can't help but think he needs to be in triple A. I would just love to see him hit a 480 foot Homer in isotopes part with that (laughs) 6,000 foot elevation. Like let's get it going. I, it's going to be curious. Uh, We have what? 10 days, less than 10 days. Nope. Six, seven, eight. Eight days left before the trade deadline. And there are some names on this AAA roster that might be moved. There's definitely some names on the Major League roster that should be moved and will be moved. Still on the two-plus trades over and under. So when those trades happen, I'm going to be very curious of how they rotate these guys up and down. And I think Goodman, we talked about Shunk. Shunk goes up. And then how does Goodman fit into that roster up in Albuquerque? But we'll get there when moves actually happen. My pitcher of the week, I'm just going to jump into it and let you finish it. Snake yeah. draft it. Uh, I almost went uh, Prosecchi down to Fresno. He had 5.2 innings pitched, uh, zero earned runs, gave up a run, um, but six strikeouts and only five hits and no walks. Huge, huge good outing. But I think more importantly, as a whole Rockies organization for these next month or two, is Flexen. Flexen had a very good showing in his first two starts. For the Rockies, a total of 9.1 innings in those two games, 11 strikeouts, three earned runs, five hits, and five walks. Uh, the five walks, a little concerning, but the 11 strikeouts and just being able to go more than two, three innings. Uh, I should have had it up. Like Maybe I can get it here. But Flexen hadn't gone over in two innings pitched in all season at all in, when he was pitching up for the uh, Marlins. Let's see if I can get it here. And so Mariners. Mariners. Yeah, I met Mariners up in Mariners. Um, he went he went three innings one time for the uh, Mariners. He had two outings, three outings in the first month where he went four plus. But it's been a very long time since he went more than two innings. So being able to get those starts going three, four innings each one is super huge, especially when we have back to back pin games for the major league team, which is absolutely insane. Uh, so I got to give props to Chris Flexen coming in, doing what he needs to for the Rockies, knowing what he his role is going to be, and so far performing and letting them know, like, yo, I'm ready for this. I am a major leaguer. Let me go do it. Uh, so Chris Flexen is my pitcher of the week just because 
kind of necessity, showed up for a week and did what he needed to do. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about him. Like he has a really good changeup that I'm excited to see play out in Coors Field. Also has a pretty nice cutter. So I think there's a there's an arsenal that the Rockies always kind of wanted. And I think I forget if I tweeted it on the BSB page or on mine that it, when he got designated for assignment, I was like, he's going to be a Rocky. They have wanted his stuff for a long time. There was there were talks this offseason of them trading for him. So they they want Chris Flexen. And I think he slots in above a guy like Chase Anderson right now. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for that. You just get you get a guy who can really, you know, pitch, which this season has not always been the case. Um, anyway, my pitch of the week, someone who can really pitch is Case the Ace Williams. Let's go. Um, I almost feel – I don't know. I don't know if the Case the Ace sticks. Like, I know it, I know it <laughs> is a perfect rhyme. It almost just sounds too, I don't know, like, you know, immature almost. Too amateur. I, it's too he, minor league. No, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I feel that. But Case is, is balling right now. Uh, came off the the injured list. Uh, what was it? A little a little over a month ago. Yeah, I think it was early June. He came off. Since then, a three fifty eight ERA with twenty six strikeouts, eight walks. This week he came out with with a bit of a gem. He went six and two thirds, just three hits, no walks, uh, one earned run off a solo shot, and then struck out five. So he has found his groove. This is a kid who's tw- not even twenty one and a half yet, and he's in double A. He is grooving again. We talked about this last year because he had that that quality start streak, or at least I think it was the I forget how it how how we defined it because I think it was maybe like five innings and less than two runs or something. He had like a streak last year of like eight outings or something like that. So he's on one of those runs. Something I found interesting since coming off the injured list uh, when Braxton Fulford has caught, he's had a a three point three two ERA. So. I think, in a way, Fulford is that, like, you know, preferred catcher for some of these guys. I think he knows how to call a game like like no other. So that's kind of an interesting thing to keep in mind for our guy Braxton. He might be that perfect, you know, backup catcher kind of role, um, someone who who the pitchers just really like throwing to. So Braxton Fulford may be bringing out the best of Case Williams and helping him to that 358 ERA the last month plus. Yeah, love that pick. And his stuff is nasty, and it's very interesting. It's like, you went deep with that Fulford piece. I like that. It's just friend of the pod, probably family of the pod soon, uh, just Colorado kid. Everybody's rooting for him in the system. He is – he's that baby. He's he's the Rockies' baby. Like, <laughs> and that nothing – no slight to case, but he's – they want him to do good. He got a quick call-up. He pitched in Fresno and Spokane last year, and even Hartford for uh, two games, um, and he did work. So – Case Williams coming back off that injury has been literally lights out. He has had six starts. He came back um, after about three weeks off on June 14th was his first start um, and worked up his pitch count. That first game back was 57 pitches last night. Uh, this week was 93 pitches. So I think we got full strength Case Williams here. So those are our pitchers of the week, players of the week. Go ahead and give us yours. Go ahead and retweet this with the pod out and uh, share it with your players of the week. We need more. We need more uh, grassroots word of mouth stuff. So huge shout out to Twitter fam. Colby gave us a nice shout out on somebody else's tweet and was like, yo, I get all my minor leagues from BSB. Appreciate you, Colby. We need more of that. Yeah. Um, we, we, 
we have fun with this. We like it. But if more people listen to us, there's more things that we can do. And we're already doing a lot. So just just put that in perspective. All right. I'm done done doing my little piece. But also a uh, shout out to Kobe because the last few weeks, especially I've noticed, you know, he's he's on stuff. You know, he's he's putting his opinions out there. They're they're well reasoned. So we always appreciate um, you know, I, right now, Kobe and Skyler, I think those are like the MVPs of, of our, yeah. our family on Twitter. You guys are are interacting and, and keeping it, you know, live and, and engaging. It's not just, you know, are they going to sell the team yet? Because we see a lot. Of Get out of here. We, <laughs> we don't need any of that. You might love it. I hate it. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, It's the worst. You you are talking up the wrong tree as that cliche goes. It's. Yeah, we love the banter. We love it on and off the pod. Like, come, come, give us all of it. Just interact with us. Share, share our stuff, and then you know we got you. We're, we're trying our best to interact back with you all. Uh, so keep keep going with that. Um, but speaking of call ups, there is absolutely no segue there. <laughs> Rehabs. <laughs> Tyler Kennedy and Brendan Rogers are in Spokane. Got to be up. I don't know. Well, maybe let you predict when they hit the, the major league squad, but here are their numbers. Kenley went three innings pitch, gave up two earned runs, three hits, zero walks, super important and four strikeouts. And Brendan Rogers only had two hits in his about 20 plate appearances, two walks, five strikeouts, um, and was hit by a pitch. Didn't get hurt. Was able to play the infield, play the, uh, do defensively stuff. And so both of them coming out of a week in Spokane without getting injured, super important, super huge. So Tyler Kinley, Brendan Rogers are back on the schneid. And please don't look at the numbers and say, oh, they're trash and just get out of here. It's a rehab. It's not what they're up there for. But when do we expect Kinley and B-Rod to possibly come up? Yeah, I think with both of them, because they're coming off really serious arm injuries. I, I always forget exact. I think Kinley had an elbow injury. It was not Tommy John. I think I've, I think I've seen people say it, Tommy John, it was a little bit different than, you know, a UCL right, injury, a right elbow sprain flexor tendon tear. Okay. And I forget, I don't know where the flexor tendon is. I'm guessing it's on like the, maybe the outside of the elbow or something. The UCL is like that inside one. I think everyone almost like if you're a baseball person and you've thrown, you felt that like UCL kind of ache sometimes. Uh, so it wasn't that he did not have Tommy John, but it was a serious elbow injury. I it's think the Rockies the want to be cautious. Wait, really? Well, I guess I mean <laughs> I guess this is all this is all connected though. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But yeah, let's get some some anatomy going here. If I'm if I'm googling flexor tendon again live on the YouTube, come watch us as we try to be scientists. <laughs> flexor tendon <laughs> is the bottom part of your index finger. Well, yeah, so if, you, if you're putting, like moving your your finger, yeah. you can just kind of feel it your, up your whole arm. So, all right, not there we go. BSB does science. This, <laughs> was, this is the first. Absolutely insane. All right, so we now know where the flexor tendon. See, you're learning along with us here. <laughs> go tell but, your friends. You know that's a, that's a pretty serious deal, and I know he's been out over a year, but it's a let's build him up real slow. Maybe these guys go to Hartford. I don't know. It, it, I thought it was kind of odd know. to go to Spokane for the first rehab. I was like, you know, I think they actually, I think they went to the complex, although I don't know if they even did that. It's it's kind of like I would expect you do complex or Fresno and then double A and instead they're in Spokane. Maybe they're going to go to Albuquerque. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I think Kenley is going to need another stint, like two or three more appearances before he's going to the big league roster. 
And then with Rodgers, I think he needs also another, you know, five games or so. I mean, maybe not five games straight, but I think he needs to probably appear in like four or five more games, basically another week after the deadline. You know, I don't think the Rockies want to designate anyone for assignment also. So it kind of plays out well that these guys after the trade deadline, you might see a couple guys traded and then in comes Tyler Kinley and Brendan Rodgers. They're going to save the season. The Rockies are going to win the World Series. Uh, but I'm thinking Kinley very early August. Brendan Rodgers maybe end of that first week of August. It's kind of where I'm thinking, but yeah. it could be it could be slower since, again, these were serious injuries. Yeah, so I kind of set you up there. Uh, so Thomas Harding gave us a – nope, just that Rockies.com gave us an injury update a few days ago. So I set you up here. Brendan Rogers is expected to come back in August. So like you said, after the trade deadline, um, he was scheduled to play July 23rd before the Rockies decided whether to move him to triple a Albuquerque to continue rehab. So he might go to triple a, like you said, or he might stay and just go straight to the big league squad. Um, Tyler Kinley um, was hitting 98 on his fastball with 90 mile per hour slider. Um, Felt good and felt good afterwards. Um, Scheduled to throw for Spokane yesterday, then potentially continues rehab in AAA too. So okay. even without that knowledge, Tyler knew what he was talking about. So nice show. I wouldn't have got any of that right. So I'm flexing my flexor right here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Index finger up, index <laughs> finger down. <laughs> Had no idea. So those are your rehabs. So pretty cool uh, that's happening. Uh, speaking of that, Carl Kaufman is with the big league squad. Hasn't officially got the call uh to the rockies just yet but he is in dc ready to go today in the bullpen game that will happen jake bird is scheduled to start tonight however carl kaufman should probably get an appearance uh, with that with noah davis being on the il with a what was it finger i think he had some hand finger issues also um so what the rockies starting rotation looks like is insane but now there's a segue, Tyler. Who is next? So we have these call-ups, trade seasons upon us. I was asking the question in the rundown for you and me as opposed to, like, who's up starting-wise? Like, we can't go back-to-back bullpen games. Like, even if the Rockies are losing 100 games, the bullpen's stacked. I love our bullpen, our own barn. But we can't do a full rest of the second half with this. So... <laughs> I kind of want to start with like, who are some of the starter pitchers? How can we kind of roll out with this rotation at the Rockies level going forward? And then like going up through the ranks of like, who might get that call up? We already talked about Goodman, um, Shunky, those type of things, but let's start with the starting pitcher. Who, how do we run this rotation throughout the rest of this year? Well, I, I, I don't think you can necessarily look to triple eight for much. There is Jeff Criswell sitting there. They haven't called them up yet, so I'm, I'm thinking that means they are not – I mean, obviously nobody's thrilled with how he's performed. I, don't, I mean, he'd be the first to tell you, but there, there must be some things they want him to continue to work on. Otherwise, given the issues that this roster's had with the, the starting rotation, all these injuries, I think he would have been up already. Maybe we see him up in, in September. Otherwise, I think you have to look to double A, and we've got two of our friends – Chris McMahon, who is, I think he's 24. Like he is at that mm-hmm. age for a, a former, he was a top 50 draft pick. Speaking of our, you know, what's the value of a top 50 draft pick. Chris McMahon is a former top 50 draft pick has flashed some really good things. We, you know, we do know there's been, you know, talks of an elbow injury. There's, there's elbow injuries in like 90 of the, the Rockies pitchers in the minors have elbow injuries right now. Um, 
if his is nothing serious, you know, he's someone who should get consideration for a call up at the end of the season. Um, there, we also got Joe rock that we were kind of weighing there. Joe rock still just 22 though. It, it would be a, a bit aggressive to get Joe rock to the big leagues, but I mean, Joe rock is going to be in the big leagues at some point. It's, it's a live arm lefty who has pitched really well the last, you know, I don't know how long it's been since he's been healthy. Since his IL stint, he's been on fire. It's a, a lot of strikeouts, just consistent stuff. So those are really the two guys. If you're looking towards the the big leagues, I think it's Rock and McMahon to get the most consideration and kind of outside the box. We've seen them go straight from double A to the big leagues before with Ryan Feltner. Noah Davis has done it. Um Throwing it back, I think Eddie Butler did it too. So it's not out of the question that a guy could do that. Otherwise, in the minors, I think you got to look Carson Palmquist and Jared Candy. Like those dudes are just dominating high Spokane yeah, this time. Um, if we were to see one of those pitchers pushed up, Palmquist and Candy would be right there to take a spot, a rightfully deserved spot. Yeah, because uh, they're rolling out Colton Schmidt, who's a fantastic story, but. You got to imagine he's a relief pitcher. So Hartford could use some reinforcements with that in the in the uh, rotation, just like they they're getting reinforcements with the offense. And now they're a fun team to watch. Like that's that stat lineup is so stacked one through seven. Like you can go one through nine some nights and just stack up there. So Jerry Candy and uh, Carson would be huge to come up. Uh, it's just. I would I would love for Ben Bramer to get that nod, like our our friend of the pod, uh, getting that nod. But he's been struggling just finding the strike zone in general. Got to look out for walks when looking at that. You need somebody that throws a lot of strikes going forward. So Ben Bramer, fantastic story, comeback. Maybe uh, would be cool to have that happen, but probably not. Noah Davis being on the I- IL, there's just not a lot there. So I'm the. You got it looking in house. I think the names that you mentioned are definitely those. Case Williams might get like a September nod. He's not going to be like somebody that they're going to throw out there four or five times this year, where I think that you could see like a McMahon or Rock possibly get in that major league few starts there. Um, it'll be interesting. They definitely will have one or two more non Rockies players right now start for them this year. A uh, Chris Flexen esque. Uh, there's going to be at least one or two more that are not a Rocky up in Colorado purple somewhere, some way. So, I mean, you kind of talked about the, the pitchers who gets called up uh, huge Jared candy. Like he needs to come up real quick, yeah. but like offensively, what are Sterling Thompson and Zach Kikoska family of the pod Coco 11th round draft pick is just doing work. And yet here we are him just dominating high a at 24 years old it's probably time for him to move up again. There's no room for him. <laughs> like you got Grant Levine and Hunter Goodman at first base. You have the outfield is stacked now. Um, like we haven't even talked about Vladimir Restituyo, who's probably our best center field prospect right now um, doing work. Benny Montgomery's on what a seven game, eight game hit streak. Like he yeah. should be considered moving up, but they're going to take his time, their time with him. But like these older cats, Sterling Thompson, Zach Akaska, they deserve a call up, but again, what do we do with this? And the triple a is what it is. Um, it'll be interesting. Your mom's favorite player. I honestly think I, I know I've said it a lot. I think he gets a major league call up this year. He's going to be a Rocky before September, putting that out there. Just saying it now in August, your mom's favorite player is going to be a Rocky. Um, 
well, who else? Like, there's some other names on here that I think you would be more knowledgeable to talk about, but there's some other names that need to be noticed. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> other than I think Hunter Goodman is that like top candidate for someone who's not on the 40 men right now and, and excluding Aaron Schunk, someone who's kind of outside the box, I should say, to hit the big league roster, but just other guys in the minors that deserve that push up. Go, sticking with the the Colorado theme, we had, you know, a Case Williams segment. Skylar Messenger, our, our, you know, near Boulder kid, and he has played really, really well for Fresno. He's an older guy. He's 24 already. Might be turning 25 soon. I'm not positive. I mean, he was brought in kind of as a, almost there – was, there was a feel-good side to him being here, but he is kind of spit on that. He was like, I'm here because I'm good at baseball, and right. I want to – push this as long as I can. And he's deserved to be in Spokane now for weeks. So I think it's time to, to get him moving. If he goes to Spokane this year, <clears throat> plays well, and you can start him off in Hartford next year. I mean, we just, there's, there's so many guys and you have to balance everyone, but you need to keep these guys, you know, moving through the pipeline, especially the, the guys who are a little bit older for their age, like give them a big time challenge. So Skylar messenger, has lit up Fresno, and it is time for a call. The other guy I think that deserves a lot more attention is Fadriel Cruz. He's with the Arizona Complex League right now, uh, a center fielder. He has played just really, really well this season. I believe he's 22, so he's not like a, a young kid, yeah. um, but just absolutely deserves a chance to go play full season ball. Um, unfortunately, Fangraphs is not loading stats right now. There it is. Um, he has a 141 WRC plus this year, six homers, 11 stolen bases. So I, I think it's time. Fresno could use a little bit of help in their outfield. So let's get Fadriel Cruz up there. You know, you can see a lot of guys get promoted, though, with with the roster shifting in, in the next few weeks. So I'm I'm just those are always so fun seeing someone get a shot at a higher level. Yeah, and it's definitely call-up season. I, I This trade season is going to make a lot of moves, I think, happen. So it's so hard, like you said. There's so many pieces to consider when you're trying to not stop development, but you got to have somebody ready to be moved ahead of you as you're trying to develop them. It's just a wild ride. I'm starting to learn that as we keep covering this. Every single year is different. Uh, but we got a comment here from Tim CM in the YouTube. Again, go ahead and interact with us when we're live. Hope and flexing can put a string of good starts together. You and me both, Tim. You and me both. We just got done talking about him. How many starts do you think he actually makes for the big league club, Tyler? I mean, I think he's going to be there the rest of the season. So that would be... Yep. Right now, he's scheduled to pitch. Uh, it would be the 29th, the 30th, or the 31st, depending. I don't know. I haven't looked at the Rockies' actual schedule yet. So if they have an off day in there, it's probably going to be the 31st. I think he starts then. He's going to – whoa, that would be like five starts. So he's probably going to hit close to 10 starts end of the season. Um, <laughs> His flex and 10 I would say. I would Rockies. say I'm going to go eight to be a little more conservative, but I think he's going to make eight starts. Like, All right. Uh, they need that. He's he's a good pitcher. Like a couple of years ago, I think when he first came back to Major League Baseball from I think he was in the Korean baseball um, system. He came back, had a three wins above replacement season for the Mariners. Like he was really good. He was a great ground ball pitcher, um, you know, limited damage like like no other. 
that's what the Rockies are bringing in. And obviously he's not as good as he was. I think guys kind of figured him out a little bit. Um, that coaching, like a lot of pitchers come from, from the, the Asian leagues and like they have certain like pitch grips and stuff that are just nasty. And mm-hmm. that might, you know, something's kind of loosened up a little bit, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him pitch. And then Tim dropped another question. Any chance the Rockies make a trade for a pitcher they can add to the rotation this season? I don't think it's out of the question. Uh, when you look at a guy like, you know, Randall Gritchick, CJ Crone, Brent Suter, that could be traded. The odds of them bringing a pitcher back are very high. The odds of that being a pitcher that's in, you know, AAA right now, like it's it's there. There's a chance of that. And, and that's a guy who could potentially be ready for the big leagues. Um, I don't think they're going to do it from the more traditional sense of like, oh, they're going to go trade for uh, a, a 25, 26 year old big league starter. Um, so I wouldn't expect that quite. I don't know what you think, Aaron. I think it might have been Patrick on the DMVR pod mentioning that like maybe in the package they get for any of these guys, they're getting a triple A major league fringe guy, um, Austin Gomber esque, uh, who has some experience, but doesn't quite figure it out with that team, but could be good for the Rockies or make some starts for the Rockies. They are not making a trade with this season in mind. They're going to try to bring somebody on that can be ready to go in two years, year two. Uh, hopefully if they're thinking a little bit more short term for like next year, they're adding a piece that could be a four, five, six, seven starter next year. Um, so that triple A level guy, very Jeff Criswell esque, but who's like maybe has some major league talent ready to go with it. If they can get that in return for Randall Gritchick, I think we're all stoked. Like Randall Gritchick for a triple A major league starter, straight up. Like, I think we're okay with that. I, I mean, I at least I am. Give me anything where we're saving money and have some control of a p- possible pitcher that can be part of the rotation for years to come. I think that's a win. Uh, I don't think they're adding a major league arm for this season to get to it. They are just going to do what they've been doing all year at looking at the waiver wire, signing somebody. Um, and bringing them on that way, Chris Flexen, uh, Chase Anderson esque, but yeah, it's I w- I would love for them to trade Gritchick for a Triple A Major League arm, and then that guy is now part of the rotation going forward to see what they have in that and give him that experience, kind of like we were talking about calling up a Joe Rock or Chris McMahon, like getting that experience going forward. All right, you are part of this rotation going up, um, but we'll see. The Rockies are gonna Rocky, right? They do feel, I know, I, I think I've said this a lot, they do feel like they're doing things differently. They've already traded Moose. They've already are talking out loud about trading players. Uh, Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Black is out here talking about, yeah, he might be moved, this, that. There, there's actually conversation about players being moved as opposed to keeping it in and not really sharing about it. So Rockies feel different this trade season. And the trade pieces did work against the Marlins this week. So trade is going up. So I don't know. It's going to be curious. It's going to be fun. But Tim, no, I don't think they're going to add anybody to this rotation this season. Man, we got to take a moment. I don't know if we're going to have time for anything else after this. That 15 minutes where CJ Crone got scratched from the lineup. <laughs> and it just seemed he hit a homer the day before. I was like, all right, this is where we're getting it. Um, and then. 20 something minutes later i forget if it was i think it was thomas harding had to break the news and be like yeah he has a little bit of back tightness and they're <laughs> keeping him you know healthy i was the most exciting moment of the season for me so far <laughs> yeah and and disappointing it was pretty disappointing yeah it 
because we had that a little bit with was it Grichik a week ago? Oh Some, yeah, he, yeah, he came out. Yeah, groin. Some, yeah, like these injuries. Like <laughs> you can't do that. You can't tell us like yeah, this guy's coming out, and then not tell us what's happening in that moment. You need to. You need to just say it out loud, bud. Like yo, just let Spilly know up in the booth and like hey. We're taking Grichik out because of growing tightness. Not a hug watch. We're not doing it. Uh, Trevor, completely agree. I think playing the younger kids makes this team feel different this year as well. That's what's, I mean, that's the only reason I'm tuning in. Give me the Nolan Jones. Give me the Brinton Doyle. Michael Tolio's doing all, all right. Give me being called up. Uh, give me all the kids playing all, all the time. So get rid of these old cats. No offense, but get rid of the guys that aren't part of the future and bring in the anybody and let the young kids play give Montero give shunk give that thing there uh anybody that piece um yeah we are we're at our time we both have things that we got to go do uh we could keep talking but we're not um does okay we'll end it with this does Ularis Montero get traded yes or no <laughs> I I don't think he'll get the interest from another team so you don't think I not not at the deadline just this is, I feel like, a time teams are, like, just trying to get the MLB guys. Montero, I mean, maybe someone does like him, but I don't know if they're a buyer. Like, a competitive team right now is going to look to, to you know, make that deal there. I just don't see it happening. I, I agree. Like, it's not going to happen August 1st. However, how much weight would you put on it that, like, Randall Gridchick and Ularis Montero package go somewhere? I mean, I I think that would be not not shocking if you were to see a deal made and he's included in it. But at the same time, that that's two 40-man spots that a team would be adding. That's not always so easy to do. Um, I just want to see him do work, kind of wherever that is. You know, <laughs> right. he's one of those where he's he's played really well in the minors, and I almost just feel like he's not being given certain advice, whatever – Another team that would be the ultimate kind of like Rockies owned move. Um, and I don't, I honestly don't like seeing that, but with Montero, I'm like, I kind of need to see it. So, yeah, I, I want to see him break, whether it's somewhere in the majors, whether it's with us or somebody else. I also, I don't think he will be moved, but I think he should be moved. The Rockies, yeah, don't know what they're doing with him, so I think he should be moved. But, um, all right, we'll end it, we'll end it there. I, do I want to? I want to give some shout outs, I guess. Uh, Blake Goldsberry, three in his pitch, three strikeouts, zero earned runs, zero walks. He's been on this developmental list, IL list all year, this uh, roller coaster of a ride, but got three innings this week and did well. Uh, Jaden Hill, uh, three in, earned runs in 3.2 innings pitch, but he had seven strikeouts. Just big strikeout numbers. Uh, just hoping that pitch count goes up. I would leave, love to see a Jaden Hill start go five innings pitch and be like, all right, now we're going. Now it's time to go. We talked about him. Kokoska went one home or five RBIs. Um, Benny, seven game hit streak. And somebody that we might need to talk about next week, or I, I'll talk with somebody next week because you're going on vacation for the next few weeks, uh, is Jimmy Heron. Jimmy yeah. Heron is Sean Bouchard esque right now up in AAA. It always has power. It always has speed. I kind of uh, comp him to a uh, Brad Hop. Like if you're thinking of a former Rocky, who you might want to watch two home runs, seven RBIs, two strikeouts, four walks, OPS of a 1.242. So if you are watching the Topes, Heron is somebody to watch out for. He might be one of those weird call-ups like, all right, see what we got here. And again, Sean Bouchard, not really a top 30 man, but can do what he wants, uh, can do good things when he's up there. 
Um, and last but not least, Warming Bernabel. Seriously, Jordan Beck showed up and like this entire Hartford yard yeah. coach just went <laughs> off. Warming Bernabel is boiling. Uh, three home runs, five RBIs, one walk, three strikeouts, which is in crazy. It's just one walk and three strikeouts. Like usually those numbers just higher in general and eight hits in total. So just did work. I love it. We have so much fun to watch like these minor league guys. There's like sometimes the product is almost better than the major league club. Um, and so it's just huge, huge shout out there. We have a banter session coming up probably in a few weeks. Um, talking to one of the top 30 guys uh, this week to uh, tonight, actually, hopefully it all goes well. So keep an ear out for that. We'll try to keep uh, getting some guys on the pod on to add on top of these. Uh, we just keep trying to do our best out here. You can go listen to Tyler. On the DMVR podcast, uh, don't go listen to, for Patrick. Go listen for Tyler. He will be on today. I think you're going live. Are you going live with him today? I, I assume it'll be like just like this, or you can yeah. tune in if you want to. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, that's one, gonna be one o'clock Mountain Time. I think. I think so. I, yeah. I'll, I gotta. I'll, yeah. I can't show up late. I'll, I'll double check. On <laughs> yeah, better, better check that. If not, go ahead and make sure you listen to Tyler on the DMVR podcast. Uh, I think that's all the plugs I got. Just help us out. Spread the word. We need more than our moms to spread the word. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've talked to your parents about us, Tyler, but I talked no, to my mom. my dad is like, yeah, this is a this is a low moment, I think, to to be talking about <laughs> parents. My dad is a loyal listener and he doesn't really like baseball that much, but he is a loyal listener. He likes to just he'll text me sometimes and just say random stupid things that we say. And he'll just text me that and I'm like, Oh yeah, I said that. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> or like he was like when you told the Braxton Fulford home run story, he was like, that was awesome. And I was like, OK, this is our biggest fan right here. So <laughs> we're we not go. joking. We are not joking. About our <laughs> Thank you, Papa Pabador. <laughs> My mom says, yeah, sometimes I listen just so I can hear your voice and I fall asleep to it. I'm like, cool, mom. <laughs> but have you told your friends? Like, come on. But anyway, enough about us. Enough about all that. We'll talk about Kala's from the DSL uh, next week. Uh, maybe some some. Uh, what complex baseball and stuff there. All right. I'm just rambling. Let's end it. Go rocks minor league affiliates. Woo! Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.